This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, if you were following along at all about or to some of the development proposals, particularly in Vancouver's Chinatown neighborhood, you would know many, many people came out to Vancouver City Council opposed to some of the projects. One project in particular, well, it looks like things are going to change, likely not in time to stop that project for the people who are trying to. But in the future, developments in that neighborhood might look a little different or might be more pleasing to some of those who were opposed. Joining me now is Andy Yan. He is the director of the city program at SFU. And Andy, great to have you on the show this morning. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Gil. Good morning. Uh, So what do you think about what's happening as far as uh, a lot of the debate has been focused on this one particular development on Kiefer Street, but on the bigger picture and uh, perhaps uh, changes that might be coming uh, to the development policy in Chinatown? Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's happening is really, and, and, and we have to focus on this particular, when we focus on this particular project, it's actually whether this project deserves the extra density and height that the applicant is looking for. And I think it, it fits into the overall concerns about really what's happening to, uh, in the rest of the, in, in the rest of the neighborhood, particularly when it comes towards heritage and, and, and inclusion as well as housing in the neighborhood. And what makes it different? Because a lot of other neighborhoods and communities have seen major changes as the city grows and the city develops. So what's different about Chinatown? Well, I think what's different about... Actually, I think what's interesting about Chinatown is that this particular development is really happening in a in a neighborhood that has a very strong context. It has a very strong uh, historical relationship to the his, both, both the built, built and social history of... Vancouver. I, I, I think what's what's interesting is that this this building actually occurs really where it's not say a surplus piece of industrial land in in Yale Town or in False Creek, but it really actually comes into this really I think um, cont- contextual environment. It's 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 right next to the Sun Yat Sen Gardens. It's right next to the Chinese Cultural Center, and I think it's and it's, and it's right next to a memorial that commemorates the role of Chinese Chinese Canadian veterans and railway workers. And so I think it all comes down to really a discussion of context and how a lot of development um, really so far hasn't had the, the kind of social or architectural context that this project has. And so is it the height of the project? Is it the look of the project? What is it, do you think, that people find so offensive? Well, I think... Uh, what people should focus on, on in terms of this is that it's the additional height and density that's been, uh, that's currently actually in front of city council. That it's, re- remember, the, 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 the developer can actually build 90 feet, uh, outright. Like it, it's the, per- it's the, uh, it's the company's right to actually build 90 feet to a certain set of guidelines, design guidelines. But in this case, I think what's coming out is really, does the developer deserve the extra height and density on the promise of a temporary cultural space and and 20, and 20 units of seniors housing through which is on the second floor and is a sound buffer for the extra three stories of luxury condos that will come in. And really, is that... Is that worth it in terms of in, in terms of the additional height and density that council is going to be deciding on Tuesday? 
Uh, when we talk about changes coming, though, and including uh, changes that would mean smaller buildings, smaller storefronts, uh, spaces for businesses, uh, do you think that's enough that uh, it will it will bring people on, perhaps, who are opposed not only uh, to the building on Kiefer, but but to to much of the development in that neighborhood? I think that it's important to note that with the development that you can still build to your outright, that there is still the ability to, so long as you fit in a certain set of uh, design guidelines, you can you, you can still build in a neighborhood. And I think that it's really coming down to a discussion about, well, what happens when uh, developers start asking for extra, starts asking for more heightened density, and really what are the performance standards that really uh, need to be met before they get that extra or uh, or uh, that extra heightened density. And so I think that, that it's it's really, I think, a means to really, I think, engage that discussion um i think the 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 ongoing the ongoing issue is actually how this this proposal and it's seeking for extra heightened density actually doesn't meet uh, the city's own emerging guidelines for the neighborhood uh, we talk to people as well and, and to the, the talk about being forced out of the area, no longer being able to afford the rents, uh, no longer being able to live in the neighborhood. And, and it is it is horrible for, for somebody whose whose history is in a neighborhood to, to have that happen. But that does happen in other neighborhoods as well. And, and we have seen that happen elsewhere. Uh, but it seems like there is more of a fight in Chinatown. Well, I think it's also a fight for Vancouver, that this isn't just about Chinatown. It's really a fight for the soul of the city of Vancouver that uh, you got to remember um, this. This is actually on the same right of way. This building is actually on the same right of way that they wanted to put an inner city freeway right along uh, to, to feed Vancouver. And the fact of the matter that a group of citizens said no, that this is not a that an inner city freeway is not where Vancouver ought to be developing towards. Um, well, frankly, we uh, as a city, we've been collecting dividends from that singular action ever since. So I think that uh, how you kind of view the bigger role of what's happening in Chinatown is, I think, this this desire for Vancouver rights to have a have a different way of developing. That it that they, that this isn't that this isn't about development. Period. It's about uh, about being against development. It's really talking about what's the right development for Vancouver, and particularly as that development moves into. Um, in, in, into areas that really have been uh, well established, that have neighbors, that have businesses, that uh, what kind of development is right for these neighborhoods, as opposed to just development in general. Uh, we, we and we see these arguments as well. And the one that that comes to mind uh, when when talking about the Kiefer Street uh, development in Chinatown, which has been such a, a source of debate um, over on Main Street, Main and Broadway, there's another very large development, which I think has also split the community. Some saying it absolutely doesn't fit with the area. Uh, other people saying, but our city is growing. We need housing. We need more services. So why not? I think in that case, again, it's 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 up for a discussion towards context, towards how does it fit? How does it fit into the to the social, uh, not only to the physical form, but then also to the social and cultural life of each neighborhood? I think in the case of 105 Kiefer, um, it's actually the concern that y- you may gain 20 units of 
and actually it's really only about seven units of low-income senior social housing, that the spillover effects of the fact that now you've announced to the market that you can put in uh, three additional stories of luxury condominiums, that we actually could be losing even more affordable social housing in the neighborhood. And, and I think that hasn't been really, I think, talked about that. Is it worth... Uh, is it is it worth twenty is, is twenty units of senior social housing worth losing possibly hundreds of units of affordable of affordable social housing due to uh, due them signals to the real estate market that you can come on in for 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 rezoning and I think this is really trying to kind of create a set of rules to which can can just tap that down but I think with one hundred five Kiefer that is really where where we'll we'll see the commitments of council towards i think the issue of inclusion inclusionary uh in, inclusive neighborhoods is there is there a more acceptable number then when we talk about a, a very small number of in this case senior senior social housing units or, or social housing units in general uh, if a developer was to come out and say we're going to put 100 units or 200 units in here and and for that we're going to trade off and get the three more stories of luxury living is there more a more acceptable number that it would then be okay. I, I think that that's really going to be a question for the community, and it's it's really I think and uh, you know it's 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 when things can come out in a community forum as opposed to kind of come uh, focus on just hypothetical situations that may or may not occur. And I think that what what we see in front of us in, ter- in terms of a decision by council on Tuesday is whether uh, whether 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 one floor of senior social housing is worth giving a developer three floors of luxury condominium penthouses. Uh, is it is it a scenario, and not just in this case as well, where we just don't have those conversations? I don't think anybody is going to say the city doesn't need to grow, that we don't need development, but we do need to keep, we need to be careful what we throw away. We need to be careful right. what we say goodbye right. to. And are we just not having those discussions? I don't, I don't think we're having those discussions because we've never necessarily been faced with them. That as development moves in, particularly uh, larger development moves into neighborhoods that are established, that do have that history and context, that this idea of the building design being, being defined by finance really need to be, need to really start thinking about how does it fit in towards the community in terms of its social, economic, and cultural environments. That, uh, that I think that it is a very important conversation that has to occur. That development doesn't occur in a vacuum, but it, but it's happening in, in in a lot of in a lot of these neighborhoods, right, in a pre-established neighborhood. Well, and and I think that's an interesting point as well because I th- a lot of people uh, tend to think that it does happen in a vacuum. That de- developers, certain developers, have the ear of council. Certain developers get away with things, and citizens feel like they don't have a say. And I think that's exactly it. It's, it's talking about a transparent, uh, responsive, and accountable um, system through which I think that citizens have been feeling an increasing frustration. I think that when one looks at some of the existing press on 105 Kiefer and finds that the developer has been quite politically involved in both the uh, social and both the local and both the municipal and the and the provincial level that that level of transparency i think really uh draws the ire of citizens and as it should because it really does come into the issue of transparency and how the city should be run uh, the city is voting uh, on june 13th uh, coming up on tuesday uh, with the fact that they've already uh, suggested major changes will be coming to the, to the development policy in chinatown is that a win for residents 
I think that it still it still has yet to be seen because I think the bill's changing guidelines. They still have to seek council approval. So it's 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 really difficult to see whether it's going to be a win for residents up until the vote for the guidelines occur. Um, I think that it's it's really a question with 105 Kiefer that you know with already these emerging guidelines coming out whether whether council will vote against its own staff when it comes to emerging guidelines for the neighborhood. We will uh, see what happens on Tuesday. Andy, always great to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining the program this morning. Oh, you're very welcome, Jill. All right, have a good day. Thank you. You too. That is Andy Yan. He is uh, the um, he is an urban planner. He is with the SFU uh, City Program. Sorry, I didn't have the exact title right in front of me. Uh, joining us on the line to talk about uh, the planned uh, well, one hundred four five Kiefer certainly has been in the news uh, very very many times uh, these past few weeks and months and uh, will be again on Tuesday. That is the day that uh, councillors in Vancouver are set to debate and decide on the condo project in Chinatown. Uh, we'll also find out if there will be changes to the guidelines when it comes to building in that area. The specific uh, Chinatown development policy uh, changes such as making sure the buildings are smaller, smaller storefronts, uh, spaces for businesses, culture, housing for families, uh, we shall see what happens when council takes a look at that on Tuesday. We'll take a short break. When we come back, some of your feedback from throughout the show, some comments on various topics. We'll take a look at that uh, when we return. Stick with us. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.